Hello, we are Restoration Church Chicago and welcome to our podcast. You can connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Our mission is to glorify Jesus everywhere, and that includes right here, right now. Thanks for tuning in. For this morning, we will finish up our two-week series on the promised Savior. So last week, we touched on how in the past, in the Old Testament time, the Jews patiently anticipated the arrival of the promised Savior. They did not know who the Savior was or when he would come, so they, they had this heightened anticipations for, for years, for, decades, uh, for centuries. They had this heightened anticipation of waiting, okay, the Savior is coming, but who is he and when is he coming? Uh, waiting for the arrival of this promised Savior that God has told them. So the, 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 for us, the thankful anticipation or the grateful anticipation that we have for Christmas, to celebrate Christmas, is only seven days away. So that is no comparison to what they had to wait for, right? Just imagine if you know that Christmas is coming, but you have to wait for centuries for it to get the ultimate present. I mean, that would be not fun, right? Uh, so, but we know what Christmas is about. It's a time for us to celebrate the unmerited, undeserving gift of salvation through the birth of Jesus. That is what we're celebrating. So we already know when the promised Savior arrived, right? We don't have to wait anymore. We're just celebrating Christmas, but we knew that he arrived, and we knew that it was Jesus. So with the privilege of knowing who is our Savior, and he came to take on the sin of all mankind long time ago, 2,000 years ago. So what should we do next? So hopefully the answer to this question has been an ongoing thing for all of us for the last 2,000 years. What should we do next now that the anticipation of his, his arrival is over? So for, the, um, um, for this week, for the second half of our two-week series on the promised Savior, I want to focus on what should we do now, now that we have a Savior, now that he's here, now that we know who he is. And uh, I want to talk about that from the passage of Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 14. Let's, uh, let's read through these together. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appear with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So let's look through these verses together. Right? An angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds. What we're reminded again is everyone matters to God. Everyone matters. Not only, it wasn't just the elite only, or the religious, or the wealthy, or those who 
go to church all the time, or those who study scriptures all the time. Everyone matters to God. He appealed to the shepherd. And it was not like a designated special holy place, right? Because in the past, you, you, you knew that you had to go to the temple, to this holy place to be in the presence of God. But no, he, an angel, a messenger of God, appeared to the shepherd to deliver this incredible message, incredible message that the people have been anticipating and waiting for centuries to a bunch of shepherds. So right off the bat, it is a reminder that our promised Savior, Jesus, it's a reminder for me, die for all the people. And he speaks to all the people in all walks of life. This is why Christmas should be celebrated by all the people everywhere. I know it's like a simple saying and maybe a cliche, but it is a day that we all should celebrate together. We celebrate the birth of Jesus, which is the gift of salvation to all mankind. The next thing we see is that the glory of God shone around them. It was nighttime. So I must imagine the glory of God was unmistakable, and you cannot not see it, right? As you're out in the middle of nowhere, and the glory of God shone all around them. And so nighttime, let's look through this a little bit. As I was preparing this, I just felt that especially as during nighttime, nighttime usually signifies the darkness, right? a tough season that we all go through. When we go through the tough season, we must look to God and we must look for him. Even more, and when we do that, when we look to him and for him even more during the darkness, during the tough season, because his glory will be unmistakable. His glory will shine around us and it cannot be unseen. It cannot be unseen if we look to him and look for him. And his glory will shine even brighter in the darkness. Because you know, I know sometimes it feels like as you go through the tough season, it's like, where is God? I think we all ask that question, right? If we're honest with ourselves, I have. But if we look to him, and it's unmistakable that his glory will shine and he will show himself to us. So look to the Lord and look for him. Look to his glory as his light will always shine through the darkness. And his light will always bring comfort and peace and strengthening and encouragement. I know it's not easy, but if we tell ourselves to lift up our heads, right? I know there's um, just off the top of my head, like lift up all your heads, O gate. Tell ourselves to lift our heads up and then we will see the light of God. So we celebrate Christmas as a reminder. We, that's the time when we want to look to him and look for him. We celebrate Christmas because not because things are going well for everybody. Right? You see all these commercials, it's like, oh, Christmas time, suddenly... It's good times. Everybody's celebrating. No, that's not always the case. And that's not real life either, if I can say that. Not because things are going well for everyone. We celebrate because we know what Christmas represents. And the reason I say that, it's not always a, a good going, things are going well for everyone because I know there are a few people at Restoration who are going through some really tough, tough times right now. But Christmas, Christmas does not automatically, automatically make things great for everyone. We celebrate Christmas through our faith in Jesus because we know there will always be a glorious light of God now and forever. Now and forever. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Not because things are going so well and I'm getting, you know, nice gifts. That's not why we celebrate Christmas. Because of our revelation of who Jesus is. And, and we should, should not be afraid 
now or whenever. Because with Jesus, there will not be the darkness now or whenever. When we look to Jesus, we will see the glory of God. We will see his light. We may feel like there's darkness if you're going through some tough time. As we go through the tough season, but the glory of God, if we keep our focus on God, just like in this verse, the, his light will always shine through the darkness. We also know this about Jesus, right? John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. In him was life, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Look to Jesus and look for Jesus, and we will see the light, and we will know what to do, and we will know where to go. Keeping our focus on Jesus, we will personally realize or know that the glory of God just as they shone around the shepherd, it will shine around us and protect us and strengthen us. We will know and see what those shepherds saw. And the light that is his glory is always around us. We only need to look towards him. It's always around us, right? Jesus came and he said, I will always be with you. I, I know this is a, hopefully this is a repeat and it, it's something we always know, but let's take that to heart and remind ourselves that he is always with us. We just need to keep our eyes and our heart towards him. We know this because once we accept Jesus, he will never leave us. He will never leave us or never forsaking us, right? So in this situation, the shepherds were terrified when they saw the glory of God because they did not know what it was or have the benefits of the Holy Spirit that we have now through Jesus. They just knew there was a divinely, super, divinely supernatural light. However, we know because we have scriptures. We have scriptures, like the light of God, the glory of God. We have scriptures and, and we have history on our side, knowing that Jesus was born and he was crucified. We have history on our side, so we know, and that, we know that light is Jesus. So in verse 10, when the angel spoke to them, do not be afraid. Every time I see this, do not be afraid. I'm reminded of when God speaks to the people in the Old Testament, when Jesus speaks to all his disciples, and there are times when God has spoken to me. Do not be afraid. When God has spoken to our family, do not be afraid. This is something that God always say to his people, to us. Many times in the past, many times now, and probably will be many times in the future, when they, us, embark on an amazing journey. God usually start out with, do not be afraid. I am with you. Do not be afraid to pursue the calling that God has on your life. Because God will always say, do not be afraid. It will seem intimidating. It will seem like you are not capable. It will seem crazy. But God will say, do not be afraid. He said that over and over and over and over again. We see that in scriptures and we probably see that in our real lives, right? If we're really honest with ourselves. Do not be afraid. That was spoken to by Jesus many times to his disciples. Do not be afraid when we are in the presence of God. See, just like these shepherds, they were afraid because they didn't know what it was. But we know. So do not be afraid. A little trembling because you know we stand in front of God, yes, but do not be afraid. Do not be afraid when God is speaking to us. It is an incredible privilege. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid when God reveals his plans to us. Do not be afraid because he will reveal incredible amazing plans. I'm not trying to be optimistic. 
I, I know I may be an optimistic person, but God has an amazing plan for all of us. That's why he constantly say, do not be afraid because you're going to do amazing things that you will be scared and never think that you can do it yourself or it will never happen to you. Do not be afraid in pursuing his calling. Do not be afraid. You know why? Because we know that God is good. We know that he is faithful. We know that, right? Not only through scriptures, but we've seen that in our lives. We know that God works in mysterious ways, so do not be afraid of the season that we're in. Look to him and look for him. The angel of God, in this case, is a messenger, right, to bring the good news to us about the birth of our Savior. It's the same thing as what our Savior is telling us now because we are his messengers, right? We are his witnesses. We are his messengers. So do not be afraid to bring the good news to those people around us, especially around this time, to those people that God has placed around us. There's a reason for that. There's a reason why God put us in their lives. I bring you good news. That was the very first sharing of the gospel, and it came from an angel. Not just any good news, but the ultimate good news that the promised Savior has been born. Let's continue to bring the good news to all the people in all the nations. Don't stop. Don't stop. Right? Matthew 24, verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. So until all the people in all the nations have heard the gospel, we are to keep on going. You know, two weeks ago, I spoke on the word of God going out and not returning empty. I think we all know that, right? I think we all have heard that. And the way for God's word to not return empty is for us to continue to bring the good news. Just how God sent his angel to say, I bring you good news. Now we are to continue to bring that good news to everyone else around us. Not only that, it was the only commission that we get from Jesus Right? Our king, that's who we sing to, right? We have nothing to offer to our king except our heart to sing to him. We're singing hallelujah. So our king is commissioning us to continue to bring the good news and share the good news, allow God's word to flow and not return empty. And returning empty meaning just kind of stay with us and just kind of get stuck there and not going anywhere and we're just hogging all the good news. That's what it means to allow it to flow. Uh, an illustration that God has revealed to me, I'm using me as an example, but I know I can use every single one of the person here, is God has revealed amazing things to me about himself, who he is, what he has done, about how to uh, be a man, how to be a husband, how to be a father, how to be a friend. And I share that with Vanessa. I share that with our kids. I share that with our family. I share that with, with you guys. I share that with our friends. I share that with my coworkers, with the people around us. That is how we allow God's word to continue to go out and not return empty. It's receive what we have and continue to share that, the revelation that God has given to us. Share the amazing joy of salvation that we know and have with other people. This great joy, right? I bring you good news that will, that will cause great joy to all the people. This joy, what is this great joy? I think we all know, right? You guys are here. I'm preaching to the choir. The salvation from sin. Eternal life, relationship with our Heavenly Father can be had by all the people, right? Even the shepherds, even the shepherds. 
by all the people, not just the Jews or the baptized or those elected or the old or the young or the rich or the poor or the oppressed or, or the uh, Americans only or non-Americans only. It is for everyone, liberals and conservatives. Is that okay? Can I say that? It's okay, right? To all the people because liberals are people too. So are conservatives. They are also people. The great joy that we can all have. Share about Jesus with a joyful heart. Like this great news that will cause great joy. So we have to share with a joyful heart. So before we share, I want to encourage everyone, we must understand this great joy ourselves. Which it means for us, before sharing with others, we must know this great joy for ourselves. It's a joy that comes deep from our revelation of who Jesus is from a deep revelation of his love for us. If we don't fully understand or appreciate or get the joyful part, it's okay. It's okay. I want to say that it's okay. But I want you to encourage you to spend time in Scripture and find the joy that we have. The more you read of Scriptures, the more that you can find joy. For me, it's worship. Spend time worshiping God, singing to him, praising him. You will find the great joy of Jesus. It's very interesting that the more we praise God, the more we sing to him, the more we lift him up, the more that he will return and share amazing things to us in terms of give us joy, that deep joy of knowing who Jesus is. Reflect on his faithfulness. That's how we can find the joy in this, um, the gift of salvation. Spend time with people in our local church at restorations. That's why it's important. I was just talking to someone about the importance of fellowship and staying together with one another because the people that God has put around us is for a season, for a purpose, is to encourage us, to strengthen us so that we can see more of God's goodness, right? We talked about the church here all the time, the importance of the local church. But that is something that we also need to prioritize so that we can find the joy, have a joyful heart, so that we can share with others. So once we have a better understanding of the joy for share, of having, having Jesus in our lives, share the good news with a joyful heart. I want to encourage you guys, please don't share, please don't share from a place of angry or frustrations. Like, I have told you 20 times, Jesus came to save you. No, please don't share it like that. Um, I've had to catch myself a couple of times from doing that. Don't share from a place of trying to guilt someone into accepting Jesus or condemnations or trickery or just so you can be lifted up yourself so then your ministry can be lifted up. Share from the great joy of sharing the joy of who Jesus is for everyone with a supernatural joy. People will know that. People will sense it. People will understand, oh, there is something different because we have this great joy and we're sharing with others. So the good news, of course, is that now we have a Savior, right? Through our Savior, Jesus, we have been set free from the tyrant, of, tyrant power of sin. The promised Savior has been born, and that is why we celebrate Christmas. So at the mention of the name of Jesus, as we keep going on, on, on this passage, even the angels stopped what they were doing and gathered to praise God. So as soon as they share the news... A Savior has been born to you. And what, what do we see? Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, 
praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So as soon as they spoke, the Messiah, which they knew who the Messiah was, the Son of God, as soon as the mention of Jesus, the Messiah, a great company of heavenly hosts gather. So that's why we must worship our Jesus. That's why we always talked about passionately worshiping Jesus, stretching ourselves, praising him and honoring him, regardless of what the people around us think or what we think we sound like. Praise God with all that we have because the angels who have been with God since pretty much almost from the beginning of time, as soon as you mention Jesus, they gather and worship. So for us, for us, let's catch that understanding, catch that heart of man. These angels have been with God for a long time, and just at the mention of Jesus' name, suddenly they all gather and praise Jesus. So maybe that may be a challenge for you. That was a challenge for me. So glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. That's us. His favor rests on us. Keep our focus on Jesus will remind us of the peace we have through him. That's why it's important to always keep our focus on Jesus. This is what it means to have peace, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Jesus has given his peace to all people. We know that, right? It's from scriptures. We are those whom his favor rests. John 14, verse 27. Jesus said this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So when we look to Jesus, when we look for Jesus, we're reminded of this. He has given us his peace. Do not be troubled. Do not be afraid. Gather with the heavenly host and praising God and honoring him. So I want to bring this morning, this morning to an end with uh, perhaps maybe suggesting two things for us during this time of the year. Number one, which I hope has been coming through for the last couple of weeks, is celebrate Christmas as the birth of Jesus. Let people know it's not about Santa. Make sure the people around us know what we are celebrating. Right? They may not agree. They may not accept it. But at least they will know why we celebrate Christmas. Because we are delivering the message. We're sharing with them. So hopefully, down the road, they will realize, oh man, it is great joy. It is a great news. We are celebrating an eternal joy that will not and it cannot be dampened by anyone or anything. That's what I meant earlier. Even though some of us are going through some tough times, but just know there's an eternal joy that is above all circumstances, all people, all situations. Even angels are praising the birth of our Lord Jesus, right? As soon as the news was delivered, the Messiah was, has been born, remember that. Everyone gather to praise God and give glory to him. Secondly is take stock of what happened this year, 2022. Take stock of what happened this year. Take stock of how we committed, how committed we were to God's plan. Hopefully this will be an encouragement or a challenge. It was a challenge to me. But take stock of how committed we were to God's plan, not our plan. 
not someone else's plan. Like we all have a job that we do. There's, you know, there's always performance review, right, every year. How are you doing? Have you reached your goals? What's your three years goal, five years goal? But that's not our plans. That's not, that's all I meant. Well, that's our plan or our, our, our boss's plan. What about God's plan? Take stock of God's plan, how committed we were to that. Did we pursue that with passion or did we just kind of let it go a little bit? Well, I'll come back to that later. I, I have my personal goal I need to get to. Take stock and pursue the things that God has for us. Because the second thing that we want to do is when we show our thankfulness for this gift of salvation is by how we live according to his teaching, right? Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. We remember that, right? We all know that. John 14 is 23. And then pursue the calling that he has on our lives. So the first thing is to speak it. I think you know what I'm going to say, right? The second thing is to live it. You can talk all you want, but if you don't walk the walk, it doesn't really mean anything. So the second is pursue our internal inheritance when we walk it out. Be committed to God's plan. You know, that's something that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Pursue our inheritance because, and I do want to share this, is we know and we believe that you cannot lose your salvation, but you can lose your eternal inheritance when we put aside the things that God has for us. So I want to encourage, I want to implore, if I can motivate, I will do whatever it takes to do not lose your internal inheritance. God has amazing things waiting for us. Just don't let this promotion here, this money there, this little possessions or what have you, take us away from the eternal inheritance that we have for us. I will pursue that with all that I have. Vanessa and I, let me take that back. Vanessa and I will pursue that with all that we have. And we will bring our kids along because they don't understand it yet. But when they get older, they will. Because right now, they're pretty much always wondering, well, why are we have to be at church on Sunday at 8.30 every Sunday? Because there is an inheritance, eternal inheritance waiting for them. So as they get older, they will catch it and understand it. And it will be, no, I want this. Because not only for me, but for the generation that come after me. So do not set aside the eternal inheritance that God has for us. Pursue it with all that we have. That was how the shepherd in this passage reacted to the good news of the birth of the Savior of all mankind. But in Luke chapter 2, verse 15 and 16, so when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off. They hurried off. They left their flocks. They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. The shepherd believed implicitly. There was no question. They believed implicitly. They acted promptly and they waited for nothing. They waited for nothing. When the path or the calling, or the news that was delivered to them. So when we do that, we should be like the shepherds, right? In terms of their journey, they begun with faith, right? This angel was telling me the Messiah is here. I believe with faith. I believe you. I will go right away and check this out. They began in faith, and they ended in praise. Because if we look to Luke chapter 2, verse 20, 
the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. It will be the same with us when we believe implicitly, act promptly, and wait for nothing when God's calling is clear. So that's why I encourage us to take stock of 2022 and let 2023 be like the shepherds. Believe implicitly, act promptly, and wait for nothing. Don't let anything get in your way because our journeys also will begin in faith and it will end in praise and glorifying God just like the shepherd did. So... Amen. That's what I have for us for, for this morning. I w- and I want to encourage you guys to prepare our heart, prepare ourselves. And, and, and I don't like to use the term New Year resolutions because I don't know if we all keep our New Year's resolution. But take stock of the things that God has for us. And then let's be committed. Pursue that faithfully, unwavering, because there's an eternal inheritance waiting for us that is better than any houses or any nice cars or any, anything nice that we have. Um, just remember that. Our journeys will also begin in faith and will end in praising God. Because why? Because what? Because on glorifying, Luke 220, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told just as they had been told. So, amen. Amen. So let's, um, why don't we stand up? And I'll, I'll pray for us and we can close the meeting for this morning. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for you, God. We want to honor you and praising, praise you and lift you up, Lord. We ended our worship time with the song Gratitude. We are so grateful for you. We want to show our gratitude toward you by what we say and also by what we do, Lord. Just like as we talk the talk, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will come and strengthen us to walk the walk, to praise you and to honor you and to pursue all that you have for us, Lord, and to share the good news, to share the good news that will cause great joy to all the people. Holy Spirit, strengthen us articulate our mouths and to put words in our mouths so we can share with others. And then give us the courage and the wisdom and the discernment that we will grow and stretch ourselves to pursue after the amazing inheritance that you have for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the birth of our amazing Savior who has been promised to us for years and years past. But now that we have you, Jesus, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will encourage us and strengthen us and, and give us the perseverance to live as people who know and has the Savior and know where we're going and knowing who we are. We love you, and we pray to all these things in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. 